You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Arthur Smith it is. The new offensive coordinator has been crowned. Not official yet. Jerry Dulac yeah. saying, though, it's expected to be a three-year deal with Arthur that? Smith. Three years. I bet that matches Tomlin getting at least a two-year extension to run along with that. It, two years is what the extension will be for Tomlin at the bare minimum. Maybe it's a little bit longer, yeah. but... Why would you extend him just for one year just to have these conversations again this very the very next offseason? Mm-hmm. But Arthur Smith is the guy. And I gotta be honest with you, I didn't want to like this hire, but I can't the help myself but like you it. You think about I it. I can't help myself but like it. Look, the Steelers, I think, clearly know what they want to be. Mm-hmm. They have a vision for what this offense should be, what the identity of this team should be. And it's pretty much exactly what the Steelers offensive identities have been for the most part historically they want to use the running game to build off of everything else they want that to be the backbone and then everything else builds off of the running game that's a better way of saying it and if you're gonna get an offensive coordinator to do it that way he's like at the very top of the list of guys that you'd want to get he had very recent success as an offensive coordinator, running a run-first offense that also used a lot of play action to, mm-hmm. like I said, build off of that strong running game with some big home run plays. So, look, as far as looking at things from the perspective of the Steelers, what the Steelers' plan is, this is a perfect hire. You know, it's not some random thing where it's like, well, we want to do this offensively, So let's go out and get this guy who's just an air raid background. They want to be a run-first football team, and Arthur Smith is a run-first offensive coordinator. I think this is a slam-dunk hire in the terms of this is exactly what the Steelers need to execute their vision of what they want the offense to be. Yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of people were looking for a sexier name, maybe even a younger name. It's really not. An unsexy name, though. No. I mean, when you think about, I think there's a bad a taste guy. in people's mouth because of the Falcons. But I'm looking at things from the Titans. Like he's not a head coach anymore. He's an OC. Also, too, yeah, his time in Atlanta wasn't great. No, but he got the head coaching job. He got a head coaching position because of how successful he was. Yeah, two in years in Tennessee as an offensive coordinator, and he was able to take the reins of a franchise. already warranted of a head coaching gig. So. I understand that you have to look at Atlanta, too, and we'll get to some of the negative things that were happening with the Falcons that maybe make you scratch your head a little bit. Uh, but, you know, there was success there with him just being a offensive coordinator primarily in his days in Tennessee. And it really isn't a surprising hire because, again, the Steelers would love to look like the Titans did in 2020, 2019. Oh, yeah. That's what they think they are. That's what they think the roster is 
built to be. And now you have a guy who can pull all the strings the correct way to execute that vision of what you off want the offense to be. Now, when it comes to the quarterback situation, a big part of this hire was supposed to be and still could be about developing Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and trying to get the most out of him, maximizing his potential. But you didn't go and get a quarterback guru, per se. Instead, you kind of got a guy that's a master. Master might be too strong of a word, but I'm excited. I want him to be a master of this. Mm-hmm. Of kind of hiding your quarterback may be too harsh. Tannehill threw 33 touchdown passes in 2020 in Arthur Smith's offense. But limiting your quarterback, I think, is a better way of putting it and maximizing his opportunities um, by taking a lot off of his plate and not asking him to really be Superman. I mean, no one thought Tannehill was the thing that made that Titans offense run, but without his 33 touchdowns in 2020, they don't get the one seed that year. He was just as necessary as a Henry and as a Brown, Tannehill was just able to maximize the opportunities that he got, and Arthur Smith didn't put him in any situations where you ask Tannehill to do a little bit too much or tried to get him out of his comfort zone. Because when he gets out of his comfort zone, he throws five interceptions against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you get bounced one and done in the playoffs Mm -hmm. after being the one seed. So, you know, I don't want to just say, oh, they're done with Pickett, because they're not. I don't want to say that Arthur Smith can't maximize Pickett's potential. He absolutely can. I'm just saying I look at Arthur Smith's track record, and it's more on the side of, how do we limit the quarterback position? How do we, you know, build up all of our strengths around the quarterback and then just kind of ask him to hit the layups, mm-hmm. to capitalize on play action? And if he does so, you know, I have a pretty good proof that it can translate into a lot of wins at the National Football League level. So maybe Kenny Pickett does enter into an echelon where you think of him as a premier passer in the league. Or maybe this kind of starts him down the path of being a bit more of a game manager, albeit with more explosion and definitely an increase in touchdown passes. You need to see that no matter who the offensive coordinator was going to be. Yeah, I'm with you. And and whether it's Kenny or Mason, I feel confident that the quarterback play might not even matter as much as we might need it to. I think that Arthur Smith and, and Mike Tomlin, that marriage together, we're going to see a lot more of the run. And like you mentioned, the play action as well. But I just think the 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 onus and the emphasis of the responsibility will kind of be lifted from the quarterback, whoever it may be. And if it's Kenny Pickett, that's probably for the best. Uh, and if it's Mason Rudolph, well, maybe maybe they say, well, we have more room to work with, with Mason Rudolph, so maybe we do put a little more emphasis on Mason than we were – comfortable with doing so with Kenny. I think, you know, after sitting with this for a little under 24 hours, I think I'm with you, Tom. I think it's a I think it's a good hire. I think it's the hire that makes sense. If this team has been saying for three years now, we want to get better at running the football, we're going to draft a running back in the first round, we're going to use this kid who is an undrafted rookie free agent and have him be one of our biggest offensive weapons, it makes a lot of sense. And 
Yeah, it's hard to separate the time of Arthur Smith as the OC in, in Tennessee versus the head coach in Atlanta, but I think the important distinction there is that he's not coming on as the head coach in Pittsburgh. He's coming on as the OC at the capacity of which he had his best success, not as the head coach when he was in Atlanta, and, and you saw the Atlanta offense really slow down. And um, to that point, though, you kind of saw the Tennessee offense slow down once Arthur Smith left. Granted, A.J. Brown was only there for one year once Arthur Smith was gone, but he didn't have as good of a season as he did when Arthur Smith was the O.C. there. And you know Derrick Henry slowed down. I mean, obviously he got older. He's still it, second in the league in rushing. This it's year, crazy. It's it's insane that we well, and that, well and that I think the is metric where, that we have and that's of where people Henry. get a little bit nervous because Arthur Smith's going to ride these running backs. That's what he wants. Again, he wants the offense to flow from the running back position mm-hmm. from the running game, and people are quick to point out, well, the Steelers don't have a Derrick Henry on their roster. First of all, I'd like to say that's pretty easy criticism to levy against any team, yeah, pretty right. much in the NFL. You're you're talking maybe about not one of the, the greatest running right. backs in NFL like, history. Like maybe you can't say that to the Browns or the Niners, and then like other but than I, that, I'd I'd argue, Tom. Yet yes, individually the Niners have McCaffrey, and individually the Browns have the the uh, Nick Chubb, but league wide, one hundred percent. A lot of these teams out there look at the Steelers and say, "God, how do the Steelers get both Jalen Warren and Najee Harris? Do they really need both of them? Like they have, we couldn't get one of those guys." Like I, there are a lot of teams that are envious of the Steelers' running game right now. But anyway, you know, it's unfair to say, "Well, they don't have a Derrick Henry." No one has the Derrick Henry. He's a Hall of Famer. He's going to. Uh you know, be immortalized as potentially a top five running back in the history of the sport. That's that's not far-fetched for me to say. You can open up a debate for that right now as far as his mm-hmm. career is concerned. He's not done. Like I said, he had another 1,000-yard season, and he just finished second to only Christian McCaffrey in the rushing title this year. But when it comes to, you know, can you, you know, really trust getting the maximum out of an Arthur Smith offense when he doesn't have Derrick Henry to just hand the ball off to all the time? I it's also disingenuous to say that because, again, Tannehill had the most successful years of his career Absolutely. under Arthur Smith. Uh, didn't throw that many touchdown passes in 2019, but he had a 70% completion percentage. And didn't turn the ball over either. That dropped down in 2020 into the 65% range, but more explosion came. 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions. In yeah, that in two years, season. he had 13 combined interceptions. And I think he had like, like 55 touchdown like near, passes. Yeah, like 50, near 50 so touchdowns. So Tannehill benefited from the offense as well. And, you know, people that are like, yeah, it's really easy when you have prime Derrick Henry to call an offense. You just hand the ball off to him all the time. Henry experienced the best years of his career with Arthur Smith. Reached 2,000 yards. For him, yes. In 2020, he had a 2,000-yard season. So 2019, ti- or, yeah, 2019 Titans, okay, first year with Arthur Smith. 2,223 yards rushing in the league. 1,540 of those were Derrick Henry's. <laughs> That's third in the NFL, that mm-hmm. total. 2020 Titans, his last year before going to Atlanta, 2,690 yards total rushing. 2,027 were Henry's. 2,027. That was second in the NFL, though. Hard to believe that 2,690 wouldn't lead the NFL, but that was the year when the Ravens rushed for over 3,000 yards as a team. So Titans finished in third and second as far as Arthur Smith's tenure as the OC is concerned, running the football. But a lot of that was Derrick Henry. Mm. And I think the point that I'm trying to drive home here, I think, you know, because I often don't know what points I'm You sometimes start a sentence, you don't I, really I, know where it's I going. I think this is what I'm trying to say. 
Maybe the Steelers can't equal Derrick Henry in that Titans offensive output rushing the football in 2019 and 2020, but maybe they can get pretty damn close with the combination of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Those two together can combine to potentially reach that level of production. And this year, 2,010 rushing yards between the two of them. Tom, I'll, I'll do you one better. They had each 1,100 scrimmage yards. But just looking at running the football. Yeah, but sure. but they, I'm just, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying. 2,010 rushing yards this year. 2,223 was what the Titans did in 2019. They can easily get about 200 more yards together on the ground. And think about that. They did that for the majority, the Titans did, with one guy leading the way. Right. He Arthur Smith now has two guys he can use. Now, I don't think they'll get clo- like 2,690 total. Now, that's still a lot between two running backs. Najee Harris getting close to 2,000. That's pretty far-fetched to imagine that happening as well. But if they can get somewhere in between that 2223, 2690 range between 2019 and 2020, I think that's going to be a pretty potent offense. I think that you'll see it move from 13th in the NFL in total rushing yards to maybe top eight, top seven, top six. So as far as the, well, you don't have a Derrick Henry, I don't think the Arthur Smith offense can work. Maybe it doesn't reach the point that it did in 2020 where he rushes for 2,000 yards. But I still think it can have a lot of success when you look at the clear strength of this Steelers offense currently is that running back room. Without question, it's it's the strength. And why can't we say Arthur Smith's going to maximize the running backs like he did with Derrick Henry? Mm-hmm. He, he made Derrick yeah, Henry. Yeah, is it so wrong if Najee Harris gets close to 2,000 yards and Jalen Warren still gets over 1,000 yards? Yeah, like why is it a bad thing that the guy that helped unlock Derrick Henry's career season? Now, Derrick Henry gets more credit for that, obviously, but Arthur Smith had a helping hand in that with his offense. Why can't we just assume that maybe he unlocks something in Najee where instead of just getting to 1,000 yards next year on the season in week eight, 17, week 18, maybe Najee Harris finishes with like 1,400 yards next year, 1,300 yards next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we can't think that that could happen when honestly that sounds likely to me based on the guy that you're bringing in to run the offense. Yeah, it's it's hard to ignore the, the success that Arthur Smith had, and and say, well, why was he deserving of a head coaching job? The Titans were a prolific offense. Granted, it was revolving around Derrick Henry, but still you saw guys like A.J. Brown have really good years, and you saw even Ryan Tannehill, a lot of people are saying, well, he's he's nothing now. Well, guess what? In 2019 and 2020, the guy won Comeback Player of the Year. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Some people are just made to be offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Exactly. I don't understand why people are so upset for bringing in this guy as an OC when he had his best success in his career as an OC. He's not coming in as the head Especially coach like he did Especially because it's a different hire than you're used to in the past two hiring cycles. This yeah, you're finally bringing in a guy I know. from outside. No connection gonna, to Pittsburgh. No, nope, none. none. He, he has obviously great 
a great track record of helping the running game, which is what you want your offense to prioritize, yet people are still upset. He's been in Tennessee through three different head coaches, too. He was there for Malarkey. You know, oh, wow, Malarkey, yeah, right. So, like, that tells me that he works well, too, within mm-hmm. a staff, that there's changeover at the head coach position, but they're still like, you know, we're going to keep Artie around. We're going to keep Arthur Smith in the building. He's a good quality guy. Like, he was in Tennessee from, like, 2011 in some capacity until 2020, was last season as the offensive coordinator there before he went to Atlanta. So I, I feel like that tells me, or at least if I'm looking at a resume, I say, well, he has to work well with others. If you know, there's change you look at the, at the top checklist, three different times, and he's still there. They look still at the want checklist around. that Tomlin had too. He wants someone who knows offensive play calling, has that history, has been in this position before yes. as an offensive coordinator. They learned their mistake from Matt Canada saying we can't just promote a guy into this position when he's never done it before. It it checks all the boxes. Yes, he is a big upgrade from a Matt Canada. Even, oh, it's, even a it's Randy, night and day. even a Randy Feekner. You know, this is this is a guy that, like you said, has been there, done that at the offensive court. This is more in the lane of an Arians or a Todd Haley. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who tried to be a head coach. Arians head coaching timeline little bit different than Haley's came later had a lot of success as a head coach later one coach of the year a couple times won a Super Bowl but with Haley good offensive coordinator gets his shot to be a head coach with the Chiefs fails goes back into the offensive coordinator role Steelers averaged like 30 points for two straight years under his tenure as the offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was because the ingredients he was cooking with were explosive AB and Big Ben and Lev Bell, but still he was maximizing that potential from that offense with all of those weapons to use. You know, that's where this hire kind of falls into. Not not the Feekner, not the Canada, not the uh, same old Steelers. So that alone has to just give you some excitement, you'd think. I, I still think I feel there's a lot of pushback still. Like, yeah. oh, feels Steelers feels like they're stuck in their prehistoric ways. That might be true. But at least if they're going to play a brand of football that may be a little dated, get the right guy in there to run that system. And and Arthur Smith's, again, really at the top of the list as far as guys that you'd want. Like if someone came to you and said, you're going to be a head coach of a football team, but you have to run the ball 65% of the time. That's that's the, that's the only stipulation in this, this make-a-wish deal that I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. I'm probably calling Arthur Smith one of my first phone calls to be like, yeah, I need to run the ball a lot. You mind coming in and running my offense for me? So if this is the road that you're going to go down, not saying they'll run the ball 65% of the time, but you get the gist. This is the guy that you want calling the shots if this is the type of offense that you want. And it clearly is. Yeah, and I I am... Now that this is over with, right, there was going to be all, all kinds of speculation. Now you just kind of set your eyes on the season, right? You have, you have enough personnel. You well, have- no. Now you set your eyes on the quarterback. Who's coming in? Is Mason back? We're going to get to that in the next episode because there's a name that we said 30 times, I feel like, in this episode mm-hmm. that might crop up as far as a potential Pittsburgh Steeler next year. But as far as the notion of some people are better offensive coordinators than they are head coaches, you know, you're seeing in this hiring cycle guys that are supposed to maybe level up. A Jared Johnson out of Houston, supposed to go from passing game coordinator to potentially offensive coordinator to potentially head coach maybe one day. A guy like Ben Johnson, I figured he was at the top of everybody's list for head right. coaching candidacy. Yeah, I think he, he was for staying, Seattle and Washington. He ends up said. staying in Detroit. You know, you have to wonder if these guys have some self-awareness and say, 
you know, just because it's a higher pay increase to move up that ladder doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best move for me in the long run. Maybe for Jared Johnson, it's better to just be a passing game coordinator under Slowick in Houston again and continue to learn and continue to grow. So when you do take that next step up, you're more ready for it. Maybe Johnson is great as far as an offensive coordinator is concerned, loves running meetings with his quarterbacks, loves running meetings with his offense as a whole. You know, grinding film is great, joking around with the guys. But when it comes down to the head coaching aspects of things, when you got to get a little serious, when you got to discipline a guy, when you got to, you know, keep your ducks in a row, you know, not just with the players, but with the coaches as well. You know, maybe he's not so cut out for that. Maybe he sees Dan's job in the building and goes, mm-hmm. I don't want to do what Dan yeah. does. Dan's job, he meets with the media constantly. Like he's, he's, he's got his finger in all these different things because you truly are a CEO of a company at that point. You know, I don't want to do that. I just want to sit back, drink coffee with Jared Goff on Mondays mm-hmm. and, and break down the game film and figure out how the hell we're going to attack the Minnesota Vikings next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So knowing your lane can really maximize your potential. And if you're a great offensive coordinator, you can get a pay increase that'll get you close to head coaching money. Just look at McDaniel, you know? Mm-hmm. He gets paid head coaching money because Brady loves him, and there was a great relationship there between Brady and him as the offensive coordinator, so you pay him a lot more. You remember he was supposed to be the head coach of the Colts for his second try as a head coach after the failure in Denver. I don't remember that. And the Patriots swooped in, and they said, we're going to give you money that'll match. Was that when Andrew Luck was still you. there? I don't know exactly, but... We're going to swoop right in, and we're going to give you money that will match it to stay in New England, and he chose to stay in New England. So knowing your lane, I think you can really maximize your career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just look at a guy like Spagnuolo. I mean, yeah, right. he was terrible as a head coach for the Rams for two, three years maybe, like had 11 wins, I think, in that span. Great defensive coordinator. One of the best in the league. And we league. talk about DCs, Jim Schwartz. Didn't work out Great with defensive uh, coordinator. Detroit. Came on to Cleveland. You know, you hear a guy like Dan Quinn start to have a name thrown out there. Now, he went to a Super Bowl with Atlanta, so he did have some success as a head coach, and then the wheels kind of fell off a little bit there. But But then in Dallas. Great D.C. Yeah, right. I mean, great D.C. in Seattle before he got that job in Atlanta. So I, I, you know, retreads as far as guys that maybe have like five, six, seven different jobs and just keep bouncing around the league, that would make you a little nervous. But Arthur Smith... He doesn't really fit the mold of a, a true retread to me. You know, if a guy goes from OC to head coach for his first try at head coach, doesn't do great there and needs to come back down to that OC level, DC level, I, I want to take a crack at that, especially if it's his first foray back into the coordinating spot mm-hmm. because you'd figure that guy, having just failed at something, is going to be really hungry to succeed again. And, you know, Kind of sh- put some shine on his name. Right now, Arthur Smith, you know, people think of him, oh, is that guy with the Falcons that didn't utilize their weapons as a bad head coach, went 7-10 for three straight years. But two years from now, if Kenny Pickett plays better, if they start looking like the Titans from 2019-2020 running the football, they win a playoff game or two, people are going to start saying, well, Arthur Smith's pretty great as far as an offensive coordinator is mm-hmm. concerned. Maybe he could be a head coach again someday. So <laughs> I love the hire. I think that, you know, we, as fans, can't control what the roster is, can't control the vision. As much as we want the Steelers to be this McVay-Shanahan-type team, this Air Raid-Dolphins-type team throwing the ball all over the place looking like the Harlem Globetrotters modern-day football, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what they're built for. That's not what they want to be. And this is the right guy to execute the vision of what they want to be. 
Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I definitely think that what, now that you made the hire, though, I think it was smart of them, smart of the Steelers to kind of not waste so much time. I mean, a lot of people are out there are complaining, saying, why not test the field a little bit more? Yeah, they why had not? three interviews for this job and then went with Arthur Smith. But maybe they just knew what their vision of the offense was, was best suited, led by a guy like Arthur Smith, and they said, there's no need to bring in anyone else. Let's just get this done. So, like like you mentioned, let's we can we can check this big to do list off of our uh off of our off season checklist and let's move on to the next thing, which you said is quarterback. Well, let's talk about quarterback when we come back. Talk about, you know, will Mason be back or is there someone else out there that you could potentially see the Steelers bringing in now that Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator to compete with Kenny at that quarterback position? That's on the way next here on the Steelers Standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 